0: Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Here for the Crack with me and Neil. I hope you're doing good. When did I last week be- oh I last we did the weekend? Oh I hope you all had a lovely bank holiday weekend last week. I literally did nothing. Like when I say sorry, when I say nothing I don't mean like I sat there and twiddled my thumbs. I had lots of work to do, but it was still a nice weekend regardless. I really enjoy a nice You know, just one of those weekends where you're really productive and you just get caught up on everything from like all your work to your sleep and do all the little things you wanted to do, like read the book you wanted to read, just get caught up on life. And then you kind of start your week off on a Monday just feeling, well, on a Tuesday, I guess, after a bank holiday, but I feel like bank holidays don't really apply to you if you don't work in an office. But yeah, you just start off feeling Properly reset and ready for the week. Also, I'm going away tomorrow. As I'm filming, it's Thursday right now. When I'm filming this, and I am going on holiday tomorrow. So this week's just being really hectic, trying to get everything ready in time before going on holiday. I still haven't packed, but that's a job for after this podcast. I just, I after once I finish this, I just need to wash my hair and pack, and that's me. I'm shook at myself for getting everything I needed to get done done because. The to-do list was on another level. I'm low-key of myself. So yeah, for that reason, I actually have not a single update for you. Yeah, as I said, haven't been up to much. Socialising has been kept to a minimum. In fact, I'd go as far to say as I don't think I've seen... Have I seen another person this week apart from my family? Yeah, I have actually. But only because I went to a dance class on Tuesday night. That's literally the height of it. Can't really count saying hello to the receptionist at the gym. I feel like that's cheating. (laughs) It's good, though, because it means I can actually fully, fully switch off when I go on holiday. Literally not worry about a thing, which is really nice. Like, the thought of that, just lying in the sun. Fingers crossed the sun, because have you seen the weather across Europe at the minute? It's been horrific. So far, the weather for where I'm going is saying it's all good. So fingers crossed we're all good on that front. But yeah, I'm just envisioning lying in a sunbed, sun out, book out, sunglasses on, not a worry in the world. And I'm absolutely buzzing about it. Can I... Sorry, I actually can't believe I'm going to out myself and tell you this. But yesterday, do you want to know what my phone screen time was? Because I spent the whole day on my phone editing. I'm so embarrassed to tell you this. But like, I also can justify it because it's technically work but 10 hours more than 10 hours that is disgusting and will never be repeated actually i say that if i have an editing heavy day that's probably normal i just have maybe never seen it before but i think it came up as a notification and i was like oh okay didn't need to know that but thanks we're on a roll with the book update so let's keep that going Still currently reading Conversations on Love by Natasha Lunn. Not a huge amount further through it than I was on last week's episode. I think I'm maybe like 70, 80 pages in, but still really, really enjoying it. It's a very highlightable book. If you're someone that likes to underline and highlight their books, I think you will really like Conversations on Love. A lot of just really nice messages, a lot of takeaways. A lot of things I feel like are going to really help me and inspire me to talk about on the podcast and just getting different perspectives. It's kind of a memoir, kind of an interview with some people. And yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I'll hopefully finish it on my holiday and move on to another book. Give you an update on that next week. I'm really struggling to think of a pit and peak for this week, like for both of them, I'm not going to lie, because I've just had a very like in between week you know like it's not being bad but it's also not being amazing like there's no highs in those it's just very steady <laughs> so oh no do you know what my peak will be the dance class I went to on Tuesday night it was so fun and I just really like the choreography I do try to go to it most weeks but I don't know things just keep popping up on a Tuesday where I can't go and sometimes it's like a bit early in the evening if I haven't finished whatever I'm doing I won't go to it but I went this week and it was just like my favorite style of dancing because sometimes basically it's just a it's an adult dance class and the style of choreography kind of just changes every week depending on who's taking it and what the class wants and sometimes it's like commercial and like hip-hop and stuff which is not really me like don't get me wrong I love that kind of dance and I love to watch that kind of dance but my body doesn't move like that (laughs) I feel so ridiculous when I do those kind of styles of dances because I'm very like you can tell I did ballet basically is what I'll say and if you're a dancer you know what I'm talking about like you can tell people who are like classically trained and like have done grades in ballet and then try to do more that style of dance you can really see it in just the way they like hold themselves and even just right down to the way they hold their hands and stuff in dancing it just doesn't work some people are really uh what's the word flexible and can just like switch between the two and just are really talented and can do any type of dance and move their body in any way but I can't (laughs) and the class I was at on Tuesday was just very up my street It was like lyrical and I really enjoyed it although my knees are so bruised it was a lot of floor work and my knees and the tops of my feet are literally in so much pain pit of the week uh well, say when I was tinting my eyelashes the other night and got tint in my eyes, that burns like fuck. If that's ever happened to you, you know how stingy it is. But actually, you know what? My recommendation of the week is tinting your own eyelashes because I'm sorry, but it makes me feel like a new woman. Getting the dye in my eye aside, it's incredible. <laughs> I love waking up with dark black eyelashes. and It's so simple, such a small, simple thing, yet it makes you just feel... Incredible. Also, I really want to get my lashes lifted again because my friend Aoife did that for me like six weeks ago and it lasted so long. Like they're still kind of lifted a tiny bit now, more so than they would be naturally, but not obviously to the same level that they were when she first did them. But it lasted so long and I kind of want to get done again. But they say you shouldn't really do it like back to back to back because you're basically like perming. Like that's what it is. You're putting perming solution on your eyelashes so it can make your hairs quite brittle and it can make them fall out yeah I think you're supposed to kind of give your eyelashes a bit of a break in between so I'll maybe wait like a month or two before I get that done again but I loved having that like waking up and having really curly black lashes you literally you feel like you're just wearing eyelashes constantly but even nicer because it looks natural do you know but yeah I get the tint from Sally's I get the refectacil one I get the blue black colour And I use the cream developer. I don't... Can you go into Sally's and shop if you don't have a Sally's card? I'm pretty sure you can. I don't really know how that works. I have a Sally's card anyway from being a makeup artist. I also... Fun fact about me. I did train in... Have I talked about this? I trained in brows and lashes as well. So I actually invested in the whole shebang when I first trained in that. Got like all the tints and the wax pot and all that. And then I never ended up even taking clients. So... Yeah, that was money well spent. <laughs> no, nah, I'm joking. I ask people, it actually was money well spent because I can just use it on myself and my friends and stuff now. And if shit hits the fan and all this goes tits up, I would happily just go back to being a makeup artist and a brow artist because I actually really, really enjoy doing brows. Lashes, not so much. I'm not that arsed about them. I kind of just did that because it's part of the training and it's like a good add-on to if you are going to do that, full time but it's just a good add-on to be able to add on like an eyelash tint as well while the brows are tinting type of thing do you know what I mean so yeah not that fast on it anyway but the brows I love I love a good brow transformation and obviously I love makeup as well and I still kind of want to do some makeups I don't know like weddings and stuff I would maybe still do I'm actually doing a wedding next summer and yeah I'd maybe Interested in keeping just like summer weddings up. Anyway, I have digressed, so let's move on. Can I just say so jealous of everyone who was at Carnival in London at the weekend? I really want to go to it. I actually kind of wanted to go to it this year, but it just wasn't gonna work out with everything else. So yeah. Fingers crossed I can go next year because it looks so fun. I feel like I need to experience that at some point in my life. I also feel like next year I really want to experience a festival. Because I think it's so crazy I've never done a festival. Like, that is an experience everyone needs to do, you know? Although, me and camping... mm -mm -mm I don't know about that. Maybe in a little bougie teepee. Or, like, like those glamping things. I could do that. (laughs) Oh my god, no, I sound so high maintenance. You know what it is? Camping on its own. Yes. Like, going on a little camping trip with your friends in the sun in a beautiful setting 100 percent. i will happily camp then in fact it would be my idea and i will organize it and i will i'll do all the outdoor cooking and everything like love that idea however a festival like drinking and mixing that with camping and having to try and get good night's sleep after that in a tent no it just the two don't they're not meshing well for me so yeah i just think if i'm to do it i need to i need to level up i need to get the glumping options that's what's on the bucket list for next summer camping and carnival sorry did everyone see india at carnival i was shook that woman is she's a god she's honestly a god does everyone know i'm talking about india from love island as in india and dami i don't know what her surname is let me see india oh it doesn't say she's just india she's that iconic she doesn't need a surname this is an advertisement from BetterHelp therapy online guys i'm not gonna lie to you i feel like recently my emotions have just been all over the place like completely haywire And I know in myself it's because I'm bottling things up, I'm letting things stress me out and I'm spiralling about them, I'm not talking about it, I'm just sitting there overthinking them, letting them stress me out even more and as a result I'm irritable, I'm getting angry at things I shouldn't really be getting angry at, I'm not able to be present and be in the moment because all I'm thinking is how stressed out I am about certain things. I know i'm not alone in this i know this is something that so many of us face we feel like we don't want to talk to our friends and family members about things that are stressing us out because they might seem small or insignificant in comparison to other things or we might just not even know how to go about initiating that conversation or opening up in that way to certain people and just getting the words out and that's why therapy can be such an amazing safe space to get things off of your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down and causing you to feel like this. I have benefited from therapy so much in the past and one of the main things I think therapy brought to my life was just an immediate safe space where I knew it was time for me to talk, it was time for me to open up and talk about my stressors. I didn't have to have this like awkward kind of chat where I was like hey I want to talk about this or like not really knowing how to go about that with a friend or a family member. It just is that safe space for you to open up about these things straight away and there's no faffing around and I think dedicating that time each week and allowing that space for you to open up in that way is literally the most beneficial thing for your mental health because just getting it out there takes away half of the stress straight away and then not only that but you talk it through you rationalize it you learn you know different better ways you can cope with these stressors also how to develop healthy boundaries and healthy routines and things that are going to be preventative for these stressors in the first place therapy honestly just empowers you to be the best version of yourself and I mean who doesn't want that if you're thinking of starting therapy give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible and completely suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get masked with a registered therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. With over 1,000 therapists in the UK already BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise in mental health. My listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash crack. That's betterhelp, hel pcom slash crack, C-R-A-I-C. And thank you so much to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centres or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, guys, let's move on to this week's podcast topic. I thought I would talk a little bit about going back to uni and... My tips for getting through it, for settling in. I swear I literally did this episode last year. But if you are a weekly listener, I'm sure the last time you listened to that was last year. And I'm sure loads of you guys listening are going back to uni or maybe starting uni fresh. Um, Yeah, so I figured I would just talk about it again. Also, I haven't gone back and listened to that because... Well, first of all, I don't want to listen to my own voice for that long. Like, it's bad enough having edit it at the time I then don't want to go back and listen to myself a year later (laughs) also because there's just something weird about listening to yourself a while ago you're kind of like who is she like it'll make me want to delete the episode so just a pre-warning I haven't gone back and listened to that so there probably most likely will be a lot of overlap with things I'm gonna say But I feel like now, it's a year later, I have years more uni in the bag, I've graduated and who knows, there's probably lots of new listeners that haven't come back and listened to that episode. So yeah, let's talk about my tips for starting back at uni. Also, by the way, I actually was going to do this later in September because I do realise that this is quite early. Lots of unis don't start for another couple or few weeks. But then I thought maybe it's better to be earlier than later because... People go back early to move all their stuff in and to kind of get settled and to get comfy. So it's better to have these things in your brain so you can start preparing yourself for when you're going to get round to it instead of it just being like too late and you've fucked it already. <laughs> Everyone's uni experiences will be completely different. And I also think that everyone kind of wants different things out of uni. Some people purely go for the social aspect. Some people just go because they don't know what they want to do and getting a degree is a step in the right direction. You know, you're continuing an education, you're getting the degree in the bag, then you can apply for different jobs that than you'd be able to do without it. And it just gives you that bit of like breathing time. Some people very much know exactly what they want to do, exactly... What they want to score, or score, that sounds very American of me. What they want to grade, that sounds more American. I don't know, you get what I'm saying. Some people know they want to go to uni, study this degree, get a first, do a master's in this, get a job in this. All of these avenues or these ways of experiencing uni, they're all equally as valid. There's no right or wrong way to do it. I mean, ideally, you won't feel, but also if you do... It's not the end of the world. Resets are a thing. You can literally drop by at any stage you want. There is a lot more to life than three years in uni. It just feels... It feels very consuming at the time. And, like, that is what everything in your life has literally led towards. And now, if you fuck it up, it seems very scary. But, yeah, please take it from me. There's a million and one other things you can do. If it's not for you, I feel like I just love to, I love to preface any time I kind of give uni tips with this because I feel like I would have loved to have heard that from someone when I first went to Liverpool and studied and then dropped out after two months. But yeah, I'm obviously like a living example of someone who has very much failed. Well, we'll not say fail actually. We'll say um someone who had a bad experience with uni first time round, and I literally thought I would never go back I told myself unless I am 100% fully set on a course that I know I want to do I'm not going back to uni I'm not going back for the sake of it it's not for me and obviously I did eventually end up finding a course that I wanted to do and going down that path and going back to uni and that's fine but also there's a million other paths you can take so don't let the pressure get to you and make you think that this is the be all and end all because it's absolutely not the most important thing at the end of the day is always going to be your health and happiness okay let's get on to then my tips for starting back at uni or for starting uni how to get through it number one is to i feel like this is such an obvious one and lots of people are already good at doing this but make your space As nice as you can make it and as comfortable as you can make it. There is nothing worse than a room that you dread to go to. You dread to come back to if you're out for the day. You dread to go back to when you go home for holidays. There's nothing worse. Like, make your space your little safe haven. Uni rooms are so bleak when you first go into them. Like, it's the grey walls and the grey carpets. The really dull furniture. There's just nothing... There's nothing about them. You need to make that your own. I mean, the good thing is that you don't need to spend a fortune on furniture and stuff. Nine times out of ten, uni rooms come with all of that. Which is good because normal rentals don't always. But yeah, student rentals usually always do. So it's more a case of decorating the fuck. And now you can spend a fortune on this, obviously, if you want to. But you can also do it quite cheap, I think. I literally went to Wilco got nice lighting. That's really important for me. I like a nice mood light, nice warm lighting for the evening. Got loads of candles, diffusers, really nice bed sheets, cozy blankets, pillows, plants. I always opt for ones that are impossible to kill like the cactus and the succulents (laughs) because I'm terrible at keeping plants. I need to get better at it because I dream of having a house one day that is full of plants, so I really need to work on that. But yeah, plants that are easy to keep because when you go home for the holidays and stuff, you don't want to have to worry about all your plants dying and then replacing them and paying more money for more plants. What else? Oh, prints or things on the walls. Now, you don't have to go out and spend a fortune on proper prints. Like Literally use your free credits at uni to print things out. Or you can even do the free prints thing and print out photos. Make a little photo wall, that's always quite cute. Just trust me when I say, if you make your room nice, you will really appreciate it because it's not like when you're at home and every room is yours to go into. Like when you're at uni, everything is shared and you kind of, you go in the kitchen and then you leave the kitchen to come back to your room. Like you go in the living room and then you leave to come back to your room. You don't really ever feel like the kitchen, living room are yours it's very much a shared space. Well, I mean, we, me and my fat mates would always try and make an effort to make the shared spaces nice anyway. But do you get what I'm saying? It's not like when you're in your family home and everywhere is for you to chill. Not that you can't. I don't know what I'm trying to say here, because not that you can't chill in your living room in your guinea house. You very much can. But I don't know. For me, my bedroom is like my little safe haven. And it's so important for me. To feel comfortable in that because I just think your environment can affect your mood so much. And if you wake up and go to sleep in an environment that you're comfy and cozy and happy in, it makes all the difference. Okay, tip number two is either before you go away or maybe just like before you start classes and while you're in that kind of limbo stage where you're waiting for classes to start and you're kind of just going out and meeting people and stuff, I strongly urge you to master a handful of recipes more than a handful if you can but if you're not the most talented cook and you want to just stick to maybe like four or five for now stick to that for now then you can maybe learn some more at Christmas time if there's a particular meal that you really like that your mum makes or maybe something you've seen on TikTok like just get your recipes down to a tea and do ones that are really easy to kind of batch cook because then you can meal prep because the last thing you want is to have to cook all three meals every single day. You're already trying to balance so much, I think, when you go to uni between cooking for yourself, washing for yourself, going to classes, part-time jobs, socialising, going out, exercising. It's like a lot of new things that you're balancing at once. And if you can take cooking out of that equation, well, not completely out of the equation, obviously, because you're going to have to do the batch cooking at some point. But if you can save time by not having to cook absolutely every single day and for every single meal, that would be ideal. Otherwise, you will literally just end up living off of tin soups and pot noodles. Which is fine if you want to do that. But you might end up feeling a little bit shit. <laughs> and for me, my skin gets really bad if I... Like, for a while, I was literally living off of uh, tin soups when I was... Was it when I was writing my dissertation? I don't know. It was a time when I was really busy and could not be arsed at foot in my kitchen and my skin was so bad because of the amount of sugar in those soups. In general, I would just try any time I cooked to make for like the equivalent of three portions and then you've got that for lunches and dinners. Even if I was literally just making like pesto pasta, just make the, enough for two and then tomorrow you don't need a boiler your pasta. Do you know what I mean? Like just make life easy for yourself. Okay tip number three this sounds like a lot and I would hate for someone to tell me this but (laughs) do everything in the first two weeks and when I say everything I mean absolutely everything (laughs) in terms of go to every single social event like don't say no to any social event go to every taster session for all the clubs and things that you're interested in like If you wanted to try and see what cheerleading is like, go to that. If you wanted to try and see what dance is like, go to that. Because they've always got like taster sessions for everything before they do tryouts on auditions and stuff like that. So literally do everything you possibly can. It will most likely burn you out and you will crash at the end of it. But there is no other opportunity to do all these things. So as much as you know it is going to destroy you, I feel like it's just one of those things you just got to buckle down and get on with it and then you can breathe after. Like, there's 100% going to be nights out you will go on to clubs that you will never return to in your entire three years of being at uni there because they're just not your scene and that's just, like, not your idea of a fun night out. I don't know if it's, like pop world or something (laughs) actually have i been to pop i feel like i went to pop world and i don't know yeah just go honestly like you don't know who you're gonna meet when you go there you could end up meeting your group of friends that'll be like your best friends the next 10 years who knows you also don't have to drink it at all like you do not have to get drunk for every night of freshers and don't let other people convince you that you do because you don't if you literally want to go and just have a beer You can do that. And if you want to go and get smashed every night, you can also do that. I personally couldn't because I'd get one or two nights in and that would be me done. (laughs) Okay, number four is to either get a good planner or like, yeah, diary or to really utilise a digital one. I just use Apple calendars. I know lots of people use Google calendars or even the ones on Microsoft Teams I find Apple calendars is the best for me just because it then syncs up from my laptop to my phone. I know you can do that with Google calendars and stuff as well. I also use Notion which is a website that it's a website that kind of does everything to be honest. It's one of those kind of customizable one that's got loads of different templates and stuff but I use it for like my to-do lists and uh, keeping me on track with assignments and things. I would always like keep all my dates and stuff and that. I'd have that in my calendar as well. Notion's hard to describe. You can look up YouTube videos of it and you'll see what I'm talking about. I actually also have Grace Beverly's productivity method planner, which is amazing. I just saw recently that her student one sold out in literally less than 10 minutes. Although I think the non-student one is still available to purchase, which is the one I have, and I used it as a student. So don't think that because the student one sold out, you can't just get the regular one. It just won't have those pages in that the student one has in terms of like semester one and assignments and uh, reading week and all that type of stuff. It'll just be a more general kind of projects to do, a time blocking section it's really good I would really highly recommend that planner I know Papier has a good few academic planners as well actually take a day right go to a cafe sit in your room whatever take a day to manically sort your calendar out because that will set you up for the rest of the term I do this at the start of every term well, I did this at the start of every term, I'd put in every single date in my diary in terms of all of my classes. If they're online, I'll literally write in the notes online. If it's in person, I'll write like the classroom and stuff in the notes. I'll put in key dates in terms of like submission dates or when I need a draft in for and then maybe when I'll get feedback. Literally put in every single date possible so that you will never forget anything because you won't have to rely on remembering anything in your brain it's literally just all there for you how people get through a term of uni without a calendar genuinely baffles me like see those people that are just so carefree are just like when do you have class i don't know they just check on their phone on their uni timetable Like, they don't have their week out. That stresses me out. I need to know when I'm free. I need to know when I can go to the gym. I need to know when I can see friends. I need to know when I have dance. I need to... Do you know what I mean? Like, what if I need to book in a hair appointment? Like, I need to be able to see my week and know what I can book in around that. I don't know. Those people stress me out. I genuinely think, like, organising is a form of therapy to me. It helps me sleep at night. (laughs) okay tip number five this actually sounds so dumb but have no shame in asking people for their number or instagram i would wake up from nights out and have followed so many people or have so many people's numbers from the night before and i'd be like nice nice work emma (laughs) It's a very easy and non-committal way of making friends. Like, just because you followed them or just because you have their number doesn't mean you're committing to seeing them again. Doesn't mean you're gonna go out with them next week. But what it does do is give you options. And who knows, maybe that contact will come in handy. I also think then, maybe if you have their Instagram, you can suss out their vibe. See if you think they're a bit of you, if you do want to meet up with them. You literally just need to get rid of any shame you have surrounding this. I would see someone that was like, I think she's cool. She has cool clothes. She's got a cool outfit. I vibe with that. And I'd be like, what's your Instagram? Like, it's that simple. Well, I wouldn't literally walk up to them and say, what's your Instagram? That's embarrassing. But, you know, strike up a conversation, compliment them, tell them you love their outfit, get chatting and then be like, what's your Instagram? Simple. Done. New friend in the bag. Because you don't always get put in halls or like flats with people you necessarily get on with or are similar to you. And, you know, you might not end up meeting people on your course that are similar to you. So it's kind of important when you see people who you think are similar to you to just jump in there and take the opportunity. All right. Number six. State the obvious. I know but please try to go to your classes. When I went to uni, right, when I was 18 and then dropped out after two months, if I didn't go to classes, it would stress me out even more than going to the class after that, knowing that I was behind, not understanding what was going on, having all this to catch up on, I know the classes aren't always the most mentally stimulating things ever. I know sometimes you're hungover and the last thing you want to do is get out of bed and go to it. I know sometimes you might hate your lecture and think they're absolutely useless. However, if you just go to class, just literally show up, that is like half the bottle sometimes because a lot of uni is like getting your head around things. Let me explain what I mean by that. You spend probably the first half of every term getting your head around your assignments getting a grasp on the format of the essay or the project that you're working on what's required of you how it's to be presented like you spend literally six weeks doing that and then you spend the other half actually doing it so see if you decide nah, uh, they're not doing it's literally such bullshit we're not learning anything I'll go when it's important and you start going halfway through the term you then have all of that to get your head around and to get a grasp on and to also then sit down and do the work which is it's doable don't get me wrong like there's probably a million people that have done that but you'll just make life so much easier for yourself if you actually just go and if you're anything like me It'll only make you spiral if you start missing classes because you'll start freaking out and then you'll hate yourself for it. And then it can also set it can kind of like it set me into a bit of a panic, to be honest. And then I'd be like scared to go to a class. And then it was just like a continuous cycle that was so hard to get out of. This time round in Leeds, I barely missed any classes, which sounds like such a it sounds like such a nerdy wet wipe thing to say. I genuinely would only ever miss a class if it was for a legit reason. Like, if I was maybe going home for the weekend and I'd planned to fly on the Thursday, then I'd maybe miss my Thursday afternoon class. Like if I was in Leeds, I was going to all my classes. I feel like that leads us on to number eight, which is develop good relationships with your tutors slash lectures. Well, you don't really get if you sit in like big lecture halls, you don't really have a relationship with those people. But like more smaller classroom setting ones with your tutors. I didn't really have any big lectures like that. All of mine were more Kind of classroom style classes. But yeah, you cannot develop good relationships with your tutors if you're not going to class. If you have a good relationship with your tutor, if you have that ability to talk to them, to ask them questions, to email them out of hours, to maybe get like early feedback on something so you can go away and work on it before the actual submission date, if you want to be able to do all those things, you need to be like, you need to know them. They need to know your face, they need to know your name. If it comes to the end of the term when they're marking things or, you know, it comes close to like deadlines and things. And for whatever reason, like you're stressed at the marks, you think you're going to be behind on something and you're emailing them, explaining this all to them and asking if there's any leeway for the deadline and stuff. If they look at their books, if they look at your name, sorry, in the email, don't really recognise it because you haven't been in class. They then look at their books. You haven't been to a single class. It's just, it's not going to do anything for you. They're not going to, they're not going to have any sympathy for you. And that sounds bad to say. But if you're literally just another name in their books that they don't know, that they don't have a relationship with, you're not giving them much to work with. If you need extra help or you want a bit of extra advice on your assignment like they're just gonna be like you haven't been here like this is on you this is your fault for not showing up why would I now spend extra time with you explaining things that you could have caught up on in class but then if you'd been in class the whole time it's fine for you to go to them with extra things if that makes sense because they're like they know you've been there the whole time and they know you understand everything that's going on and they're willing to help you more I don't know I just honestly I could not recommend enough just go to your classes and I know that's just such a basic tip but I think a lot of people genuinely forget when they go to uni that you are actually there to go to class I also think if you are wanting to get good marks honestly the best way of being able to do that is to do the whole like you know submit early get feedback submit again type of thing because yeah you're literally getting feedback from the person who's going to mark it actually is that allowed maybe you can submit it to Maybe I never did that. Maybe you'd submit it to your like tutor, and then it'd be the module leader that would mark it. I don't know. Regardless, you're sending it to someone who, you know, would is going off of a marking scheme, a potential marking scheme, is able to give you feedback, and you're able to go away and work on that. Like, what better way to improve your grade? Did I accidentally say that was number eight? I can't remember. Well, that was seven. Anyway, okay. Number eight is to suss out the area where you're living or like the area you go to class in order to maintain your little habits that make you happy so that you don't forget about the things that you love. So for example, if you're a runner, sussing out the good running routes, maybe looking to see is there like a running club or a park run on a Saturday somewhere nearby. If you're a walker and you need a half an hour walk every single day without fail for your sanity, sussing out where you can do that maybe you go to hot yoga like find out where the hot yoga classes is find out if you can get student discount just like if there's things you would normally do at home that you find keep you sane and yeah just make you happy don't forget about them because it's so easy I think to go to a new place and to get caught up in this whole new life of uni and new- making new friends and going out all the time and that's fine do that do all those things but Also make time for your things and for you because you will probably have more time on your hands than normal and you could opt to spend that in ways that wouldn't be very, how do I say, I don't want to say productive because you don't need to spend every second of every day being productive, not at all. I don't know, I think a lot of people when they all of a sudden have all this time in their hands because you're maybe not, in class for very many hours in a day. The tendency can be to just kinda like mong out and then be caught up in it and like look back on a day and be like, oh, what have I done? apart from smoked weed and binge watch a series. And that's fine. Smoke weed and binge watch a series if you want to, but also make time for things that you know are gonna fulfil you and make you happy as well. Like you can do both. And Chances are you have the time at uni to do both. I mean, I, I feel like I actually didn't have a second to breathe when I was at uni. So yeah, it kind of just depends on what your schedule is, doesn't it? Number nine is to work out base. So after you do your whole calendar diary thing and you see how many hours you're in a week, what kind of time of the days so you're in mostly, like if you've got long weekends, all that, suss all that out see what your week is like and then work out what kind of job would fit your schedule and then you can get in there quick time because if you think about it right everyone moving back to a city all at the one time because of uni and then places hiring at that time like once the students fill those roles they're not leaving them for that year not to scare anyone like you can obviously get a job at any time of the year you very much do not need to like a lot of people want to settle in and then maybe wait till a couple of months down the line and then get a job but like if you kind of want your pick of jobs I'd advise sussing it out at the start and it also just means you can pick somewhere where you feel like would suit you and it's not it doesn't not that it doesn't feel like work that's a stupid thing to say but you know maybe there's like a bar and that you've been to and everyone that works there seems really cool and you feel like you'd get on with everyone and you wouldn't really mind giving up your Friday nights for it because that kind of would be your night out because you feel like you'd get on with them all and then you could have drinks with them after or if there's like a little cafe right beside you get in there quick because then you literally only have to get ready for work 10 minutes before you start because it's across the road but like if students get into that and they're in that for the rest of the year you're not getting a job in that cafe for the rest of the year and then you're gonna move next sure I know not everyone gets jobs while they're at uni but yeah just if you are wanting to that would be my tip I'm definitely a hospitality girl I couldn't do retail I don't think I think people would annoy me too much in retail but I like the kind of fast-paced environment and hospitality although people can annoy you I feel like in general people are a bit more polite to you maybe I don't know and then also there's the whole tip side of things Yeah, I think I'm definitely... I've never actually worked... Have I worked retail? No, I've always been a hospitality girl. Okay, 10th and final tip is to lower your expectations. Now, I don't mean this in a really negative way. The last thing I want is for this last tip to sound like me sitting here saying you're gonna have a shit time. Not at all, but I just think people can often have really, really super high expectations of university just from all the, you tend to always get people's best stories, don't you? When people talk about things, you don't really hear the other side of it. And the reality is, is that it is a lot. It's a lot to balance at once. It's a lot when you're moving to a new city. It's a lot when you're trying to make all these new friends. There will be times of discomfort. There will be times where you feel extremely lonely before you've kind of established your friend group or even just like a friend. At the start when everything's very surface level, you do feel really, like you go home at night feeling lonely. And I just think if you can manage your expectations and know a bit better what to expect, then you're not going to be so distraught when it's not this like, rainbow fairy tale land where everything's amazing and this is the best time of your life because at the end of the day you do need to know do your washing cook for yourself study go to the library push yourself out of your comfort zone balance maybe getting a job and also keeping on top of everything in terms of like exercising and your finances and like it's a lot it's a lot at once and I know I went into it when I was 18 not really thinking about any of that. Just kind of thinking, this could be fun. I don't know what else to do. Not really thinking about what was going to be asked of me. And it hit me like a brick wall. <laughs> so just manage your expectations so that you're not like expecting this really crazy, amazing, all highs, no lows experience. And then get smacked in the face with reality. I think it's better to go into things being a bit more like level-headed and just kind of realistic with what is gonna come over the next couple of years. And that's not to say that the next few years won't be absolutely amazing and you won't have incredible memories and times to look back on. Fingers crossed you will. But of course there's always the other side to that too. And don't forget it is actually hard work. <laughs> I feel like we all forget that. Okay guys, that is my top 10 tips on how to survive going back to uni or starting uni. I hope this was helpful for at least some of you. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. If you did, don't forget to give me a little five star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also leave me a little comment in Spotify, just swipe up and it'll say what did you think of this episode share it with your friends share it with your family i love seeing you guys sharing the podcast on your instagram story i've even been seeing some of you sharing it in tiktoks recently which is really cool but yeah all the shares helped me so much i am very grateful for all of you i hope you all have a lovely week and i'll speak to you in next week's episode bye